Hi, I'm Ben Rizzuto, wealth strategist at Janice Henderson Investors. Is a brighter future possible? At Janice Henderson, we think it is. For 90 years, we've worked to help clients achieve superior financial outcomes and fulfill our purpose of investing in a brighter future together. We know that this means our thinking and our investments are helping to shape millions of futures. At Janice Henderson, we are committed to helping you invest in a brighter future for the next 90 years and beyond. To learn more, go to JaniceHenderson.com. Market moving insight and analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Wednesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer at the New York Stock Exchange. David Faber's on assignment. Heading to Sun Valley, as Joe says, where he'll have an exclusive with Iger tomorrow at 8 a.m. Eastern Time. Meantime, the bulls get their wish as June CPI comes in cool. Lowest monthly core in more than two years. Yields are dropping two-year near 4.75 as a second rate hike uh, this year is now in question. Our roadmap begins with that print. Inflation falling to its lowest annual rate in more than two years as well. Plus, game on for Microsoft after a judge rules the company can close its deal to buy Activision. And Domino's shares are surging, leading the S&P in the pre-market, announcing this new partnership delivery with Uber. Let's begin, though, with market reaction to CPI. As we said, coming in lighter than expected, Jim. Uh, airfares down eight, uh, used cars down uh, five tenths. Well, there's a lot of oddities. I mean, there's a couple of real wins that people aren't thinking about. Uh, you've got, I mean, well, again, you definitely have the used cars yep. very good, but shelter's down a little bit. And what's interesting is what's up. It's almost, I don't want to say it's meaningless, but uh, bakery, bakery products, I mean, you can easily trade down on that, right? Uh, fresh whole chicken. So, I mean, switch over to beef. Eggs down seven. Egg, yep. Yeah, I mean, sugar and sweets. Well, good. We should have less of those anyway. The ones that are up, I am telling you, are going our way, too, because there are things that, frankly, are not. If you really got to go granular in this, pal's winning, because the things that are up are not nearly as important as the things that are down. We still have to worry about wages. I'm doing a lot of work on wages, and it's not good. IRA, infrastructure, number of plants being built, battery plants, those are not going his way. So we're going to have to, we're going to see a plethora of new jobs created that we're really not ready for. But when it comes to the actual empirical data, I mean, like, other than, than Twinkies, we're in good shape. Yeah. Uh, well, you mentioned wages. Uh, real average hourly earnings, Jim, June to June, now up better than 1%, uh, is going to give some tailwind to the consumer who's going to find that things, I mean, inflation is softer than wages right now. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think it's just there's some real wins here. I, look, I mean, and the ones, again, that, that aren't so good, I mean, clocks. I mean, hey. Who needs clocks? What's the point maybe, of maybe a clock? That's, maybe that's part of the issue. Maybe they're just like you're talking about some antediluvian clock. Um, and then we have, you know, in, in jewelry and watches. And I just think that's Apple Watch. So they're, and I'm, look, I know people are saying, Jim, you're being facetious. No, I'm actually being empirical. The numbers are very good. And uh, right now, if you don't think Pal's winning on the details, I really think you should just get uh, the page after page of what matters. But the big one is used cars. And we saw that coming with Mannheim. And that is right in the sweet spot of America. Yeah, so. uh, and a lot of discussion how it's going to feed through into July's print as well. Yeah. Um, that said, then, why, why are people still talking about next week as a given? Well, I think you have to talk about next week as a given because we are not going to see um, any ability to keep wages down 
when we have three states, Tennessee, Kentucky, and Louisiana, that are in a, a level of wanting to put up factories, that they could distort the whole darn country. Uh, the number of jobs that are open because of IRA, because of chips, is so extraordinary that it's just inflationary in, in, you know, per se. And it's really, I mean, I've been putting together the, the actual numbers of jobs that are required for windmills, um, for, for uh, just for pipes from West Virginia, for, for uh, all the different uh, nat- natural gas liquids, for LNG. It's insane. So they have to. Some of these projects can't be stopped by the Fed, but the wage inflation is just going to be enormous. So yeah. I don't think it's wrong. I think Jamie Dimon has made some points today when he talks about having to go up. But it all has to do not with what we're seeing in the CPI, but what could be in the pipe for next year, given the fact that there's going to be such wage inflation caused by the federal government. Uh, Jim mentions uh, Diamond's comments to The Economist, talked about a bunch of different areas, uh, bank mergers, but clearly his ongoing belief that uh, the Fed does have more wood to chop. Take a listen. We've never had quantitative easing like this before. We've never had quantitative tightening before. I think the effects on that in the market may be more serious than other people think. And, the, and you think the Fed is going to have to tighten more than people may be expecting? I think there's a good chance there, yes. So that leads to his longstanding view. I mean, he was early in talking about sixes. Yes, he has. He did it with me when he's in Philadelphia. How are you going to get a bye-bye baby register cashier person to learn how to, to spot well at a uh, liquefied natural gas plant like the two that are coming? How do you get the people who are being laid off at Party City engaged in how to make a windmill in Kentucky? I just don't, the job mismatch is so bad in this country that the Fed has to take notice that the, the whole re-education of the workforce is going to cost a lot of money. So you're talking about job mobility, in other words, exactly. right? Uh, we haven't had, we haven't heard Powell sort of decry this industrial policy. We hasn't come out and said, look, guys, we're trying to do something over here. You're working against well, us. I think the money's already been It's going to the states. Um, the states, if you take a look at what a, a Jacobs is saying, a big general account, a general contractor, AECOM, they, they, they do the actual building. And it, it's just humongous. And it's all concentrated. You know, Micron's trying to find, they say, 2,000 people to build $100 billion worth of plants in, um, in the middle of New York. Well, the middle of New York has not produced those kinds of workers since General Electric was founded. So the mismatch has got to be noticed by Powell soon. And he has to just say, look, one of the reasons that we are concerned is because as that money is being put to work, which is right now, we can't find the workers. So you're going to have to bid up talent and then train talent. And if they're not doing it, they ought to look into it. I'm looking at the just the plans from Nucor alone. And you just see that there's just a tremendous number of people have to be put to work in jobs that they don't have any experience doing. So you think September is still alive? I think that when you start seeing the amount of money that's going to come out in the next three, four months, it's just, I mean, you know, the states can't figure out how to do it. Mitch Landry, who's the, the infrastructure czar, he doesn't know how to do it. Right. No one knows how to spend all the money that they did. You know, a lot of people feel like you, the state should give some of the money back. Highly unlikely. And we're not going to rebuild I-95 in two weeks like they did in Philadelphia. That was, that was, a, that was a one-off, for right. sure. That was a one-off. So does that mean that the ebullience among the bulls today is overstated? Yes, absolutely. Because like we may look at the price of fish and decide, you know what, it's time to go buy Gortons. But when I look at what's going to happen in terms of wages, I just say Kentucky, 
Tennessee, I mean, you're going to see a level of, of individual state inflation that we're going to have to start looking at. And that's why these numbers, which, of course, don't include homes, they took those out in 1983 in order to make the CPI look good. We're going to have to reinstate some by state. Now, they do have some geography here that's not bad, Mm -hmm. but you're going to see some states have a dramatic increase in wages and a dramatic increase in, therefore, services, because a lot of the places that they're building don't have anything around them. It's all green field. So I just think reclassify, retrain. Now, why no one's talking about this, I just don't know. I think it's because it's too granular for the numbers. I mean, yes, we're absolutely able to figure out the price of cookies, which, by the way, are hanging in there down. Sorry, <laughs> Mondelez. But I don't look at, I mean, yeah, I care about Oreos, but what I really care, really care about is community colleges, the ability to learn how to spot weld, the ability to how to be able to make it so you can build ta- cell towers. We just don't have people who know how to do this stuff, Carl. And we have to train them. And we got to get them trained in the next 18 months because this money's there. So I just think these numbers look very good in terms of what's going on with the consumer. But when you see what's going on with wages because of the IRA and because of the CHIPS Act, right. you're just going to see, well, wait a second, where are all these people? Well, maybe uh, that's, that is a useful tailwind given that uh, Red Book, Johnson Red Book comps are going negative. Deloitte sees back to school going negative this fall. The back to school for the first obviously, time in nine years. That was an amazing piece. The Deloitte piece I want to point this out is that every year uh, the price of going back to school increases. So, you know, every year you go to Bed Bath & Beyond, buy the really bad stuff because your kids don't know the difference. No more. Well, the, the inflation on back to school supplies has been insane. It's been horrible. Right. I mean, it's been horrible. I think uh, that Walmart is your last saving grace to be able to help. And TJX, which got a huge upgrade today. Um, t- just uh, TJX is where you go. Loop goes to buy. Uh, for they were at 75. They, they go to 95 home? on TJX. One of the secrets of TJX, by the way, a lot of undercover former police people in the aisles who, instead of just letting you walk out, like I once saw a person walk out of Banana Republic with three sweaters on a hot day. I, I demanded to pay. I was an outlier. Yeah. But when you go to TJX and you're in that second sweater, if someone comes up to you and says, take that off, that's the smart way to do it. Why won't anyone else adopt the ex-police guys? Right. I don't know. $50 an hour. Yeah. Worker, that's the work, ticket. Worker safety, that's, that's the one yes. thing. Um, so you, in general here, although today's futures notwithstanding, are, remain pretty cautious, you still think the Magnificent Seven is A the easiest way to yeah, play? Yeah, because Magnificent Seven is anti-inflationary. I mean, everything about them is anti-inflationary. But now, remember, I'm talking about what's going to happen in the pipe. Uh, if you're right, to, well, obviously, today's a good day. But if you're looking at job creation in this country, you know that we're stimulating a job market that is so stimulated already. Uh, and we are not, a, remember, we're a consumption economy. 60% of our economy is consumption. 30% of the Chinese economy is consumption. We are going to switch it. And we're going to have to make it so maybe... 40 to 45 percent of our economy is industrial because we can't afford to pass up on all these jobs that Gina Raimondo, the Secretary of Commerce, brought in. And, you know, we're talking about projects, 20, 30 billion dollars. There's 14 battery plants in this country, which Ford got nine billion dollars just to build its own. Yeah, I know, Jim. But um, I mean, we've had tech lay off a lot of people. Uh, Washington Post yesterday looking at hours worked getting cut as a very 
steady tell about what happens eventually, what uh, happens next. Uh, I am, what I'm doing is trying to justify Jamie Dimon's otherwise outlier forecast to say that it could be true. By no means do I think that the Fed's losing. I think the Fed's winning. I'm just saying that we have to be very aware that the, that the Congress and the president way overspent and there's no place to put that money. And that money is, will not be spent because they can't find the workers. Overspent on, I mean, did you not want to reshore? Did you want to continue to rely on Taiwan for chips? Or? No, not at all. But we have to, I mean, remember, it costs five times, five times to build a, a foundry in this country than it does in, in, in Taiwan. So we're going to spend the money. But you know, to find the 2,000 workers that it takes to build a foundry, where? Where are they going to be? Now, I was in an Israeli factory, which took about 2,000 people to build, but because it's Saturdays to Sabbath, nobody worked there. Interesting. Right. I, was at a, I, I went to see, because I used to be an Intel Hawk, I went to see one built near the Abbey Tavern in Ireland. A huge number of people, once it started, they only needed 100. But we're in the formative phase of building all these, and we don't have enough. Yeah. We I, just don't I, have I, enough th- I think viewers get your, your, where you're going on, on wage pressure, but I mean, Adobe online prices are in deflation. Uh, Amazon, now we're paying very close attention to what Prime's going to do yesterday and today. It was a little scary to get everything that I had bought in the last six months down 50%. I just bought everyone to heck. Unlike David, I bought all the stuff that I bought for David, too. I'm saying that, yes, this list, I mean, yes, cupcakes, they didn't come in like I'd like them to. This list is all good. This is the Fed winning. I'm just cautioning people that we're going to have another kind of inflation that if they're not thinking about, they have to go do the work like I do, which is tedious. It's tedious to see how many people it takes to do a heavy sheet mill in Decatur, Alabama. Yep. But that's where the inflation is going to be. We'll see if it's a pocket or if it's if it's broad. And that's everything. Yeah, yeah. That's everything. Right. Uh, when we come back, uh, big news, as you know by now, on the Microsoft Activision deal after that merger's uh, legal victory over the, at the FTC. Uh, take a look at the pre-market here. A bunch of calls to get to, including Cisco and DraftKings and Stellantis, oh. J.P. Morgan, for GM. On a big day for uh, cooling inflation, more squawk on the street straight ahead. The spirit of performance defines Acura, and now it's electric. Introducing the all-electric ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. While what powers their cars may change, the energy that makes Acura never will. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system and up to 313-mile range on a single charge and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is everything they said electric could never be. It was built with the driver in mind, just like Acura has been doing since the beginning. We could talk all day, but the only way to experience this electric performance is to drive it yourself. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration. Our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. 
Microsoft and Activision aiming to close their merger deal next week after that federal judge rejected the FTC's attempts to block it. That decision was a setback for agency chair Lena Khan and her push to challenge big tech. FTC can still appeal, and over in the U.K., meantime, regulators who blocked the transaction say a newly restructured deal might require a new probe, Jim. But you said it pretty plainly last night. What, a corporation's one FTC zero? Smackdown. I mean, this was not, this is one of those, by the way, just understand, there are ways to turn down an agency, uh, but just to say the agency's dead wrong and doesn't, basically doesn't know what it's doing is a rebuke. And what really makes this important, it's a Biden judge. I mean, this wasn't some Trump judge. This is a Biden judge who basically just says, look, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? This has nothing to do with antitrust. So, I mean, it's one of the things where if I were a Goldman Sachs, or forget Goldman, they haven't been able to do much lately. <laughs> if I was a Morgan Stanley uh, m and uh, person, I'd be calling everyone and just saying, listen, it, you're free at last. We're ready. So I just think that this was such a huge win for corporate America. And Lita Khan, we're going back to the days when she wrote this seminal piece, which just says mergers are bad because they only help rich people. That's not the doctrine of the United States. This, this judge talked about the doctrine of the United States, which is to let deals go it happen if they're not if they're not really mon- uh, causing monopolistic pricing. Yeah, that's a, the old way. There's a look at uh, Judge Scott uh, and her 53-page uh, ruling is, is a good one to read. What do you think uh, Khan does now, though? What do you think Khan does? They push does? this appeal hard? I think Khan is an unstoppable force who will, who will keep losing. She says she's interested in doing this. But the tide has turned. Because, mostly because you have a, a Biden judge just saying, look, you know, th- this is enough. We, we, we're, not, we're not stopping deals that actually could help the American people. And, it, and it's not just this deal. I mean, there's deals involving Meta and... Uh, Illumina that, that some argue the courts just aren't ready for this kind of expansionist view. There, there is a, a, an, an antitrust doctrine about what is wrong and what's right. And typically it hinges on whether the consumer, ATT, uh, T-Mobile, about whether the consumer, Sprint, whether the consumer gets hurt. We're going back to the logic. Does the consumer get hurt? As opposed to do richer people get rich, which is never the doctrine of the United States, ever. So a con has been proven to be an outlier, and I think that's something that makes it so that you don't want to make the, the agency a joke. You don't want to reduce the agency to where it starts having really good people leave. Mm. Uh, and you can't just make up law because you're an, an agency. You're a commission for You're saying that the, the agency will read the room, in other words. Uh, the people who work at the the professionals. Uh, I don't think we'll tolerate anymore this abuse of her power. I just think that they'll say, you know what, we have a doctrine, we have a, a way that we handle antitrust, and we're not playing, we're not playing ball well, with her. Then, then that'll be interesting if if uh, if regulation stops being the friction force. Maybe it's as the journal said yesterday, price, where yes. sellers, well, you know, are like, show me some love. We happen to have someone who is at the center of deals that would be blocked. And his name is David Faber. And he'll be there tomorrow. And I think that the tone of the conference will be, you know what? Let's think about doing a deal. Because if it doesn't hurt the consumer, the federal courts are going to go for it. And that Lena Khan is just going to prove to be a speed bump. 
yeah. on the way to good deals. Uh, Journal's got a piece today about uh, Disney potentially looking at options for Star India. Yeah, that's One of the properties it got from Fox. That's something that Nathanson you know, is doing his homework now, just says is, is a great thing. I mean, look, I, we could belabor how wrong the Fox deal was, but one of the things that changed there was that they lost, you know, that cricket was going to be this great thing that they had, and they kind of lost the good part. Anything that makes it so the debt is reduced, and David will have an exclusive with Bob Iger, is such a positive that the stock goes to 100. Now, I have a, a, a meeting today for the club at 12 o'clock, and I am saying how wrong I've been on Disney, but if you stay tuned, I can't be this wrong. Now, that does not mean I'm a broken clock and I'm right twice a day. I'm just saying that we're starting to see the unraveling of the stuff that doesn't work. And you see, you're sticking with Disney thematically for now. Uh, I like the term fanatic. Uh, yes, uh, fanatic, where's he? Th- thematically. Oh, no, I mean, because we need Ruben. We need, an, we need a Philadelphia to get in there. No, I thought it was very positive that they're starting to realize it's the balance sheet, stupid. It's the balance sheet. It's not plus. It's how much they have in the till. Yeah. So I like it. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk more about uh, SAG-AFTRA and where we are on uh, labor relations with the, in the media industry oh, right wow. now and the auto industry. I By know. the way, auto industry, yep. the fel- Sean Fain, the fellow who runs the auto industry, he's a throwback to the days when, uh, when they struck routinely. Well, the, the talks officially start today no. uh, with the UAW. By the way, quick programming note, uh, Julia Borston will interview Activision's B- CEO Bobby Kotick from Sun Valley on Closing Bell this afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern time. Pre-markets holding in there on the back of that cooler CPI print this morning. Dow looks to open up about 240 points. We'll get Kramer's mad dash in the opening bell in a minute. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. If you're just joining us this morning, futures looking pretty good as uh, core CPI monthly uh, lowest gain since February of 2021 and a 3% headline print year on year. That's the lowest since March of 2021. So you'll see a lot of headlines today of inflation growth at a two-year low. Opening bell is coming up in about five minutes. And don't forget, you can catch us anytime, anywhere. Just listen to and follow the Squawk on the Street opening bell podcast. Time for Kramer's Mad Dash as we count down to the opening bell. You know, something occasionally is so earth-shattering with a company that it's just a stop trading event. Uh, this is just amazing, this Uber Eats deal with Domino's. Right now, you can order Domino's from now on on the Uber Eats app. Now, alone, Domino's does one-third of pizza delivery already, despite having zero share. So I think this is worth every penny to Domino's stock. Because this is a new, fantastic source, and I think that, wow, 
Uh, Dominic, Dominic still does the delivery, but it, it makes so much sense. And you know what? It wouldn't, be, wouldn't shock me if eventually it's more than just Uber. Uh, well, uh, there's some uh, Postmates makes its way into this report yes, as well. But d- for those who don't know, Domino's has been famously resistant to third-party oh delivery. Oh my God! I used to have Mr. Allison on, and he was he used to bemoan the fact that there were these these entries that were making it so that his delivery network was not as effective. No, no more. Uh, Russell, Russell Wonder did just, this is an amazing deal. I understand the stock being up 40. I could see the stock being up 60. I mean, this is just the game changer that everybody's been waiting for. Domino's has got one, one third of the pizza delivery despite having nothing like this. So yes, you will actually, you'll call Uber Eats. Uh, you can, on the app, Domino's comes. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> um, it's, it has implications for, for unit growth for certain. It and then, sure does. By the way, there's another piece on the tape today about uh, automation at Chipotle with a machine called the Autocado, which can cut block time in half. That's better than Chippy, the yeah. uh, thing that makes the chips. Look, there are throughout the system. I have sprinkler on tonight. Uh, that's another company that does basically makes it so that there are fewer people in the contact center. It's happening, Carl, but it's not. These people need to be retrained in order to be to be make heavy gauge steel. I don't know how that's done. Yeah. I like that. I like that. The big theme for you these days. Oh my is, God! Uh, yes. Is job mobility and this the mismatch. This is such an exciting time in business. And some great companies like a new court really struggle. They'll find the people and they'll train the people. But those are going to be the source of how to tamp down inflation. It's big. There's a look at the opening oh bell my. at the big board. It is Software Cats, CEO of Oracle, celebrating 10 years at the NYSE. At the NASDAQ, it's Jen Restaurant Group, owner of Jen Korean Barbecue, celebrating its recent IPO. Jim, I know you've you been watching Oracle Cats. closely. You never see Safra Cats. No, no, not really. I am uh, idolatrous of what she's done. And people don't understand what what a juggernaut she's created. Although, of course, Larry Ellison, I've done with Slight Larry, he's brilliant. But what a big deal to have Oracle listed over here. Really big deal. Yeah. Uh, I know you've been watching the stock. Uh, big, nice Monster. year-to-date gains. About coming off of 125. 37%. 37%. Yep. Uh, and a lot of this is just her and Susan. When you go listen to her call, uh, people have ignored what they've been doing for some time. To ignore them now is to do so at your own peril. That's how, fa- that's how fabulous they're moving in the cloud. Do they belong in the Magnificent Seven? I debate it and debate it and debate it, but, you know, they didn't send number eight. It would have been <laughs> Ilya McCallan, right? Because <laughs> Robert Vaughn was in. Um, we'll watch that closely. The other thing, Jim, is going to be the banks. We we played the sound of diamond, but uh, today JPM does get cut at City. Uh, they it, go to neutral. Gratuitous. Yep. A gratuitous downgrade that they'll have to pay for when J- Jamie Diamond surprises. Yes. But, by the way, Goldman... I don't think that, could you do more to pre-announce? That's what Mayo's point was. Try, pre, pre-announce without telling me you're pre-announcing in the, some of these news releases or comments last six weeks. Uh, David Solomon, talk about lowering expectations. I mean, why don't you just say, look, you know, there's Zion's bank and we're, we're coming in right underneath Zion's. I mean, the only, why doesn't you say, listen, we've got the edge on First Republic. I don't understand this, man. Uh, does that, well, you, you must feel better about going into the Prince not as hot. I like that, but I think it's more important is yesterday the, the smackdown of Lena Khan and then the, the uh, Kava deal and how we're starting to see a lot of biotech deals. Uh, so there are things going on in M&A and things going on in, in IPOs that are very bullish, extremely bullish. Uh, we, we talked about uh, some of the early uh, tells about 
IPOs, for example, over Morgan Stanley and the notion that we might be entering a new cycle? Yes, Morgan Stanley stock, my Chapel Trust owns it. Uh, it's been a pathetic parody of the human mind of late, and I'd like to see that it, that it for, to reverse. Um, 47 or 44.80, almost here, Jim. Where, are those, where is, where are the bears who come on every day on our networks and say, don't believe it? That app, where are the people who said that the best time for Apple were, were passed? Where are the people who still think that NVIDIA is just a gaming card maker? Um, well, they're probably looking at consensus for Q2 earnings. No, they're looking for new jobs. And they are going to be the welders at the LNG products, the huge, huge new LNG. They are needed desperately. Some of these strategists, I can tell you, I can sell this. They better learn the term acetylene. There, well, there you, there's your working pool of labor uh, for some of these new factories. Yeah, look uh, at NVIDIA. Wall Street strategists who've gotten the year wrong. I think that there are a lot of things you can do when you become a metal bender. Shocker. My mom was a welder. My mom was a spot welder. You can meet, you can learn anything. Um, countries like Germany have a fantastic system of training people for trades. Well, what can I say? The Germans have understood the craft that the French have, that it's okay that a craft is something worth great value that we have to start instituting. United Technologies, now Raytheon, uh, they are the only ones I know that have really graduated a huge number of people from college. They're the second largest supply, second largest creator of college tuition huh. payment after the U.S. government. That's a company that understands. Yeah, a pretty nice deal for RTX uh, on this Air Force, yes. Air Force contracts. Yes. Uh, and don't forget, the Patriot missile does work. Yeah. Um, all sectors green here. Obviously, uh, financials helping to lead up 1%. We mentioned some of the uh, labor budding labor disputes. Uh, SAG-AFTRA is facing yeah. a deadline very soon. They have agreed yeah. to federal mediation. We're watching the studios ahead of uh, Faber's interview with Iger tomorrow. Jim, and then the autos, as you mentioned. Um, yeah, I, UAW talks getting underway. I don't like the, ten the pre-talk tenor where there are interviews being given by the head of the UAW. They're basically saying it, the billionaires have made enough money. It is a little frightening to hear that kind of talk because it's reminiscent of what you heard when labor first became a force in America. When they're starting to talk about fat cats again, I mean, even Senator Warren is more tepid than that. Well, I mean, on the actor front, on the writer front, there's well, there's new iterations of the way you make content in AI. I and then and then in the auto business, there's the EV business, which is a different ball of wax. Well, the, the, yes, and, and they don't want to see the, the ICE jobs, someone, you know, the internal combustion engines, which are being shaved back rather dramatically, making it so that uh, they're being bumped by, a, by a, a joint arrangement with a battery factory where they're not going to be allowed in. Right. So I think that the unions are on the run, but they have the ability to shut down production. And that's going to, I happen to like Ford very much. And I think the world, I think the absolute world of Jim Farley, but he's got his work cut out for him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, meantime, um, we'll, we'll, watch, uh, we'll watch the banks, we'll watch the autos. Are you going to get up and go? What's the plan here? It's I like, see you have a stick mic in your I hand. did it once with Dara. I'm yes, doing it now with famously. Safra. I mean, enough already. If you Let's don't just remember, go get Where uh, is she? Jim, Jim tackled uh, Dara Khosrowshahi of Uber on IPO day with a stick mic just like this. Are we going to get a wireless camera on you, Jim? Safra, you are the best. You know that. I've always enjoyed everything that you've done. And first of all, congratulations on everything that you've accomplished. Well, it's a team effort, and thank you so much. And 
thanks for having me here. Hold on, I've got to ask you a question. You, 37% increase this year. How much of it is the fact that people now understand the power that you have in the cloud? You, personally, have decided that you want cloud leadership. Well, I've got to tell you that our cloud leadership in AI and all the startups that are coming to us are because of engineering decisions made by the team and they are all playing out. We are the fastest in the cloud and time is money in the cloud, so it costs a lot less for our customers. It's a great time for all of them. And do you perceive a day when we just stop talking about Amazon Web Services and Microsoft and Google Cloud? I mean, Google Cloud? Do you laugh? Do you laugh at Google no, Cloud? No, I actually give all our customers the chance to pick whatever they want. We believe in true multi-cloud. And our customers, when they try us, or our prospects when they try us, they inevitably pick us. But of course, there are customers who haven't tried us yet. And so, until they do, we're not the biggest, and we respect our customers' choices. You still choices. love the job, I love it. You go to work every day. Yes. Larry goes to work every day. Oh, you bet he does. Who gives the orders now? Hey, it's a team effort, and you know, he's the owner, calls me boss, but can't explain that. All right, well look, you promised me one question, I just gave you six, I want to congratulate you. you, thank you so thank much. Thank you, and thank you Jim for everything you say about us, because I'm always listening to you. And because you deserve everything that you do. Thank, thank you. you so much. Thanks Jim, thank you Jim. Jim making his way uh, back to set. That doesn't happen uh, too often where uh, we manage Jim to, to tackle a guest on the run. Well, Sapphire Katz is so incredible. And what's bothered me is she's not gotten the respect that she deserves. This is a person who has made it so that her company is, is not only in the, in the conversation, but is taking share. And I think she's not given nearly enough credit, and the stock up 37% is not giving enough credit what they've done. Right. She's first, of course, a team player, as always. She has been since the day I've met her. But, oh, what a competitor. Larry Ellison, always a competitor. But think about it. Who's boss? I like her attitude. Yeah. Uh, it kind of reminds me of this downgrade of Cisco today over at B of A as they go to neutral Fortuitous. 56. Like you've Another said that a couple times now. Yes, because Chuck Roberts is doing very well. I mean, is it is it their time? I mean, we don't know. He's got to get back more and win more business behind the scenes when it comes to AI. But he does have products that are very valuable. And it's just that one of the things that has happened with with NVIDIA is that NVIDIA, because they bought Mellanox, they're front, they're back, they're everything. I was surprised that they feel they have to be in the arm deal, but why not? Because uh, one thing that we know about Jensen Wong, the CEO, is he's ecumenical. He takes business from everyone. Yeah, uh, they are looking to be, as you can see, anchor investor in that IPO. Um, what's also interesting is that even though you can see on the chart where we got that enormous historic guidance, hasn't really been rolled back by the street or the company. When you do four billion, uh, better than people think when you, you've got it. What that really says is you've got a lot more than people realize. Now, Colette Crest, the unbelievably great CFO, was talking about how China, it does close out opportunities. But all I can say is get in line. You want the H200. I got to have an H200 just to be able to compete with everybody else. This company is doing things right now that are only dreamed about, but they're so much faster. You know, they're 45,000 times faster than the other guys when it comes to, say, climate. 45,000 times. Yeah. That's a that's a lot of that, a lot of superiority. That that year to date, uh, almost a three bagger. It's going to be we're going to be talking it. about a three bagger this year. Never seen it before in my life. 
never seen it before. But, <laughs> but then, I mean, Jensen Wong told me in 2018, will anyone ever listen to me when it comes to this kind of thing? Well, they're listening and they're buying. And the combination of chips that he's put together, oh, no, let me just pull back. You just heard Saprakats with a level of, of humility. Uh, Jensen, it, it's frightening. Because the thing that he's most proud about is the fabulous gourmet table of food he has, that's, that's lay, the, the layout that he has. He has no ego whatsoever. How could Da Vinci have no ego? Which is, of course, what I call him. Yes, Da Vinci. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Da Vinci in leather. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, look, there's business people, Carl. I know we've got to be as tough as nails. But when you're someone like me who's been in business for 44 years and you get to meet Safra Katz, you get to meet Jensen Wong, if you're not idolatrous to some degree, and I'm, I'm not a sycophant, then just go into another business. These people have changed the world. Jensen Wong has changed the world much more than the people who hit a home run last night with one man on and won the National yeah, League yep. for the All-Star game, for heaven's sake. Yeah. Uh, pretty remarkable. Um, Bill Gates with the blog post yesterday talking about the way AI uh, will change our life and it certainly will. reflected in so many corners, Jim. Meta, we were mentioning earlier oh, uh, boy. today. Now, Mark, I mean, I know Mark gets kidded, Mark Zuckerberg gets kidded because he's working out with someone who's very good. But the fact is, is that he's going to make threads into a juggernaut. He's, he's got big plans and, that are not like Insta. It's just that we can't visualize it because he's one step ahead of us. Uh, he won against Lena Khan earlier, but that was a, right. a minor thing. But I think he, look, once he figured out how to so-called get around the Apple changes, look what that stock has done. And I think that the way we envision, as like so many other things when it comes to the people out there, the way we envision what could happen with threads is much smaller than what will ultimately happen. And, and that's because they're really, really smart people. Uh, we continue to watch. Um, oh, Jesus. Yeah, we continue to look at the. Which one is it? I guess it's the rivalry, Jim, between uh, Meta and Tesla in this case, or Threads or Twitter, however you want to look at it. But, well, yep, there's, they're at work. Right. I mean, but you've got the. I mean, think about this. You've got Jim Farley with a F 150, and you've got uh, uh, Elon Musk with um, Princess Bride, uh, right? I mean, uh, my name is Matoya, and I'm a. And then you you have a, you have a guy like like Zuckerberg who takes a look at what Threads is going to do and decides if I can eliminate all the horrible, deplorable, vicious people who do nothing but say horrible things, then people will want to come in and watch the comments again. And that's what used to be the secret. To, secret. And, and by the way, the old people who were running, who were running Twitter, would tell you that when they debased it by allowing people to come in and basically assassinate. We're, assassinate people, that was when the posting stopped of yeah. any meaning. And now Zuckerberg understands that. By the way, Zuckerberg, I mean, we show him in that picture, we talk about the kinder, gentler Zuckerberg. Can you imagine what's happened in the world? Well, I mean, it's no reflection on his, uh, his demeanor, it's just that he's fit. <laughs> I think he's a funny guy. Yeah. Kind of a nice guy, actually. Uh, I know, what can I say? Yeah. Um, I got plenty of people I hate, don't worry about it. You mentioned you mentioned the FTC, and if that if decision yesterday does connote some kind of all clear, are you going to start to draw up dream deals? Absolutely, absolutely. And they're going to be in our industry. They're going to be in the tech industry. They're going to be in industrials. Uh, they're going to be in everything involving e-commerce because everyone's been afraid of Lena Khan, but that's over. 
the Doctrine One. Doctrine One, it's by the way, just so you know, it's not corporations one, con zero. It's established antitrust Phil Arita doctrine. Go back to the 80s when Phil Arita established our doctrine and realized, as much as I like Jonathan Cantor, who's very good, he's a justice, he actually understands the doctrine. Right. The tyranny of Khan has ended. The tyranny of what I regard as distribution of wealth. Well, it's going to be on us then, starting now, to ask CEOs whether or not they are thinking of M&A differently starting oh, today. You know, the, you know, we have about 100 more oil companies than we need. We have about 2,000 more banks than we need. But everyone's been afraid to do anything. Except for Jamie Dimon, and that was like a rescue. Yellen has, t- Yellen has talked about bank mergers as seemingly a non-threat. How the way Yellen goes, spends China, four days in China, cooperation, 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 and then they do the biggest flyover of Taiwan that they've done in months. I mean, the belligerents. But they can't get the H-200, so who cares? And now uh, the premier meeting with executives from BABA and JD, uh, urging local governments to provide more support. Well, he wants she wants them to be much more of a consumption economy like ours. So he has to do that. He stated that over and over again behind the scenes. I'm telling you, in the front of the scenes, he wants his economy to be more like ours. But he's got to stop the Taiwan flyovers. That's not going to endure us. I guess the curious thing for me, Jim, is that all right, you're getting some relief on regulation. You're yes. getting some relief on inflation. Yes. You're getting close to 4,500. You don't, you're not like itching no. to buy more. It I seems. just, no, well, look, I, I actually, we're, we are overbought. Um, there are areas of the, of the market, both bank and, uh, and drug, that are bad. I don't want to come in on top of these moves. Like I'm going to say this in my 12 o'clock uh-huh. club. That's today. I don't want to come on top of a meta move right now. I just don't want to do that as much as I really like what's going on in meta. I think you have to step back and say, you want to go buy the Magnificent 7, you can buy a little now. But you have to just recognize that if you, you can come in and buy some NVIDIA now. But there's, it's entirely possible that a parabolic move gets rolled back and you might get a little better price. But you can the, the stuff that's down... Like, I'll, I'll give you an example. Right now, when I get back, on my I, Palo Alto Networks is down $7, okay? I just, I, you know, I've got to find out exactly what happened to Palo Alto Networks, but that, Nikesh Aurora is doing such an amazing job. So on a case-by-case basis, mm-hmm. you can buy things, but I just want to warn people, and I'm going to do this in my 12 o'clock meeting, you don't want to just sit there and say, you know what, this is going to last forever. I'm going to go... Uh, I'm going to go uh, buy Amazon on the idea that Prime Day was good. But if you want to buy something that is not the Magnificent 7, I'd sat for Cats and Oracle. Go my, be my yep. guest. Yeah. Be my guest. That yeah. stock deserves to be much higher. Yeah, you, you, it seems like you sort of think of them as like uh, ex officio on well, the Magnificent 7 board. I mean, it sells at 21 times earnings. That's probably going to be low. I've never made a lot of money betting against Larry Ellison, mostly because I'm scared to death of him. <laughs> <laughs> I was once on his island in Hawaii, and I had a really good meal. And then I heard it was his island. I said, Jesus. no man is an island. Wrong. <laughs> exactly. No man is an island. Unless it actually wrong. is an island. Yes. An entire island. Um, the only thing, Jim, that I, we haven't gotten to really is the continued rollback in some travel. Uh, Carnival in the red. Yeah. I noticed uh, UAL met with the acting FAA chief as their dispute goes back and forth. And maybe that's a reflection of what happened in airfares. Yes, which is actually positive. Um, I think they may have gotten too expensive. Look, I, things are going pal's way. I'm not disagreeing with that. I am saying that, that the areas that people are buying today are the areas that they've been buying and buying and buying. And I wish it would, at this point, I wish it would broaden out. I wish that there were retailers that people felt better about than TJ, than TJ Maxx and, and, and Costco. 
and to some degree Walmart. But it does need, we do need to see a few more stocks go up besides uh, Amazon, Apple. There are other companies. There are other companies. Hello, Alta down seven. Yeah, that's interesting, especially in this tape. Uh, Dow's up 313. Uh, watch bonds today. We got CPI under our belt. We are going to get Kashkari about now. Bostic at one. Mester at four. We'll hear Mester? from. Yep. Oh, we'll hear no. what some of the Fed speak uh, thinks about today's print as yeah. we get closer to the blackout window uh, later in the week. Uh, but for now, Dow up 315. S&P uh, 18 points from 4,500. As we mentioned, uh, Faber with the Iger tomorrow, 8 a.m. Eastern time. Talk about Disney, the media business, box office, labor, uh, so much to get to uh, in that exclusive tomorrow, 8 a.m. You can't afford to miss that. Dow continues to rally here. S&P, NASDAQ, and the transports all within 1% of 52-week highs. We'll get stopped trading with Jim after a break. Let's get to Jim and stop trading. Yeah, look, there's a story going out there that says that Microsoft's offering a competitive product when it comes to uh, cybersecurity to Palo Alto networks. Let's understand. To me, it is just pure vaporware. I think it's a spin on their uh, identity product. And believe me, they're going to use Palo Alto in their VPN. So those who are selling Palo, Palo Alto in this, be aware that they may be ultimately the winner. Nikesh Aurora is not going to be beat. He's good. I do like this type of Microsoft, too, though. Tonight, are you going to work to suppress enthusiasm? No, no, no. I, no, I, I don't want to. I'm just saying that it's just it's a little too narrow. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you take a look like a Humana, okay, I mean, bing, bing, bing. Again, Airbnb, I like that positive note. No, um, I do like, just, you know, I like tech, but I like to be, I don't want to just go in and say, mm, today's the day I buy tech, because that's what stupid people do. Although, when it comes to Oracle, Sold. <laughs> yes. I'm sold. And then you do have a meeting at noon. What, ha- what happens at yeah. noon today? At noon, I'm going to out- outline what it's like to not just come in and buy because you see the pressure. I'm anti-FOMO. I'm going to describe that there are moments when you want to buy and there are moments when you don't want to buy because everybody kind of feels like now, you know what? I'm a genius. I own NVIDIA. No, no. You, were, you, you can't do that. You have to get... You have to time things. So I know it's a drag, but I have to do it this way. Today's the day you buy Palo Alto, because it's now. Yesterday was not the day to buy Palo Alto. Today's the day. DocuSign tonight? Yes, got DocuSign. I got Sprinkler. They're, they're having an analyst meeting. And, but look, I don't want to discourage a soul from buying anything. But I do think that if you buy things at the right time, you're going to do a lot better than buying things at the wrong time. You buy Goldman up 10, only if you think there's going to be a regime Sounds like a man who wrote a book once called Get Rich Carefully. Emphasis on the carefully. (laughs) Jim, we'll see you tonight. Thank you. Mad Money, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. We'll see how much enthusiasm the Bulls can hold here with the Dow up 300 and S&P 4483. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. All opinions expressed by the Squawk on the Street participants are solely their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of CNBC, NBC Universal, or their parent company or affiliates, and may have been previously disseminated by them on television, radio, internet, or another medium. You should not treat any opinion expressed on this podcast as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of an opinion. Such opinions are based upon information Squawk on the Street participants consider reliable, but neither CNBC nor its affiliates and or subsidiaries warrant 
its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. To view the full Squawk on the Street disclaimer, please visit cnbc.com forward slash Squawk on the Street disclaimer. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. Or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools. 